Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that explores Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. This is Karen. And this is Kathy. Here to continue discussing Chinese history and dramas. In this episode, we are going to be discussing episode 23 and 24 of Hou Gong Zhen Huan Zhuan. We're a third of the way through this drama, and it's quite fascinating to see what each of us focuses on. I find certain things interesting while Kathy hones in on other things. And I think a lot of this depends on all of the comments and forums that we've been reading for the last 10 years. Regardless, let's get started. Episode 23 and 24 are very plot heavy. So our discussion will be more revolved around what happens in the drama rather than historical texts. Starting off in episode 23, the ladies of the Imperial Harem are at the Empress Dowager Tai Ho's palace for the customary rituals for the Lapa festival. Tai Ho takes a liking to Jin Huan and requests that she copy Buddhist sutras for her. Pretty harmless, right? Is it though? I don't think so. When I saw the scene, I took it to mean that Tai Ho was testing Jin Huan and also taking the opportunity to see Jin Huan for the first time. Copying Buddhist sutras can sometimes be seen as a passive-aggressive way to punish someone because you are literally telling them to copy pages and pages of text. It is definitely a punishment uh, to not copy Buddhist texts, but other types of texts for students who misbehave. It's like, you didn't do this correctly. You need to copy this text 20 times. On the other hand, Copying Buddhist texts are seen as a way to show your devotion to Buddha and will help you get karma. So this task is rather twofold. I feel like Tai Ho was seeing whether or not Jin Huan would complain for having to do such a tedious task. And when Jin Huan did not complain, Tai Ho was pleased. You'll also remember that way back in the beginning of the drama, Tai Ho did not care to meet Jin Huan. She said that she'll meet Jin Huan when she becomes a Pin, so a level above what Jin Huan currently is. Jin Huan has made quite an impact on Ho Gong such that even Tai Ho wants to meet this woman before she becomes important enough. Tai Ho knows full well of Jin Huan's favor. She's using this excuse to remove Jin Huan from the harem and to free the emperor um, so that he can spend time with the other ladies. It doesn't matter who, but somebody else. She even says as much in this coded message. The heavy snow has broken all of the tree branches. Jin Huan is the snow, and she's covering up all of the other concubines. She needs to find some peace and quiet here in this palace um, so that they can restore, so that she can restore balance in Hou Gong. Jin Huan takes this advice, or should I say warning, to heart, which is why she suggests that the emperor check in on the rest of the imperial harem. This puts her in good favor with the empress dowager too. Let's see here. We know now that despite what it seems, the empress dowager very much pays attention to what her son is up to in Hougong. After this scene, the ladies are at the empress Huang Ho's palace for their daily greetings. We haven't focused on these for a while. For once, it's relatively cordial. Chuan'er, the bubbly girl, is joking around, saying that she needs to stop eating. 
And Lin Rong gets all jealous of Chuan Er because Jin Huan remembers all the food that Chuan Er ate and doesn't do the same for her. We don't spend too much time on this because Fu Cha Grin drops a big bombshell. She is pregnant. Everybody's face falls. Her? How? Does anyone even remember who the heck Fu Cha Grin is? I don't think I remembered her the first time I watched this drama. She entered the palace with Jin Huan and company, but has had very little presence in the drama thus far. She's in the background here and there, so it's just as surprising to us um, to hear that she's pregnant. The key piece of information that we find out from Fu Ta Guoyin is that she is only a few months pregnant and her pregnancy is not stable. This is very, very important. Jin Huan is also a little bit disappointed at the news because she's surprised that Fu Cha Guiyan is pregnant. Outside of the Empress Huang Ho's palace, she's called back by Cao Guiyan, who tries to rub some salt to the wound. How is it that the emperor visits you the most and there's still no news? Pretty rude if I, if I must say so. However, Jin Huan cleverly deflects it and turns this against Cao Guiyan by asking forgiveness from Hua Fei. She says, Hua Fei's the one who's seen the emperor the most. I'm sorry if Cao Guiyan has offended you. After hearing this, Hua Fei immediately pushes Cao Guiyan away and snidely says, if I get pregnant, it'll be a boy. A daughter is useless. Ouch. But hey, good job, Jin Huan. You're learning to play the game. Huafei and Cao Guiyan are still fuming about the news of the pregnancy when Huafei's eunuch, Zhou Ninghai, hastily rushes in to break the news. There's a plague in Beijing. This is a huge deal. Everyone in the Imperial Palace starts to scramble. Interestingly, the first place with uh, an instance of the plague is actually in Yi Kuengong, Huafei's palace. That's odd, don't you think? My theory is that Huafei has too many people coming in and out of her palace with all the bribes she's getting, and that's why her people in her palace contracted the disease first. The Empress Huang Ho takes this very seriously and even requests Huafei's help in the matter. However, I want to point out that we've seen in previous episodes the glimpses of how devious and manipulative Huang Ho is. And we are seeing that displayed now. While Huang Ho is giving orders to Huafei, Huang Ho specifically tells Huafei to not forget Tunju Tang, which is the place where Shen Meizhuang lives. I personally think that Huang Ho mentioned this on purpose because there was absolutely no need to do so. But Huang Ho knows that Huafei hates Shen Meizhuang and wants to use Huafei as a way to get rid of or kill Shen Meizhuang, thereby removing another competitor in Hougong. There are so many ways that this could benefit Huang Ho and would not include her at all. Huafei would remove a competitor in Hougong and Jin Huan also loses an ally. All the while, Huafei will be the number one culprit. Huang Ho is not going to be seen as doing anything, even though she was the one who, uh, as you would say, inceptioned this idea into Huafei's mind. Huh. Okay, I didn't even think of that. All right, sounds good. 
Yeah, it's just the subtle line. So I think Huang Ho is very much uh, focused on trying to get rid of Jin Huan's allies. And lo and behold, Hua Fei is very easily manipulated. And while she is picking up the slack by making sure that every palace is sanitized with boiling liquor and burnt herbs, she is reminded that Shin Mei Zhuang is still alive. The doctor who was involved in this whole fiasco, Li Open, is also alive and on the run. They don't know where he is. And Hua Fei originally wanted to kill this doctor in order to, I guess, tie up loose ends. So what a perfect opportunity this is to uh, get rid of Shen Meizhuang. So what does Hua Fei do? Hua Fei decides to give Shen Meizhuang a used tea set from a eunuch that died from the plague uh, in her palace. So the idea is that Shen Meizhuang will catch the plague, die, and no one will be the wiser. Quite convenient, don't you think? More and more people are dying of the plague. One day, Jin Huan's eunuch rushes to deliver the news that Shen Meizhuang has also contracted the plague. Well, I mean, we just heard what happened. So this is not like an innocent uh, contracting of the plague, but more like a, a purposeful inoculation. Jin Huan rushes over to Jingpin's palace to get the details. They confirm the news. Unfortunately, none of the imperial doctors are free to look after this lowly second-class female attendant. And it looks like Shen Meizhuang is left for dead. But wait! There is an imperial doctor waiting in the wings. It's been a while since we've seen Wen Shichu. He's the childhood friend of Jin Huan, and he's still in love with her. <laughs> Jin Huan requests for his help to attend to Shen Meizhuang. And since he'll do anything for her, he accepts and starts to look for a cure. At the Imperial Infirmary, Huafei is storming about, trying to find a cure. It's quite funny seeing her try, but it looks like her fortunes may just now be up. Jin Huan's people have found Liu Bin. He's the slimy fake doctor that made Shen Meizhuang believe that she was pregnant and ran away when his job was done. Jin Huan immediately brings this doctor to see the emperor, where he confesses his crime. He finally admits that it was Hua Fei who bribed him to fake Shen Meizhuang's pregnancy. The emperor orders Liu Bin to be imprisoned. With the culprit in custody, Jin Huan spends some time going over the case with Huang Shang. There was no reason for Shen Meizhuang to fake the pregnancy. She couldn't have known. And this is important. The reason why Jin Huan does this is because without the emperor's orders earlier in the episode, we see that no doctor is willing to actually go and treat Shen Meizhuang. So she needs to be cleared of um, this crime and be absolved of her crime before she can actually be cured. The emperor Huang Shang agrees and actually admits he wronged Shen Meizhuang. This is huge. Like, he doesn't really do stuff like this. He immediately starts using terms of endearment, such as mayor, instead of her title Shen Meizhuang or Shen Daying. He restores her title to noble lady with the name Hui again. So she's now known as Hui Guirin again. At this point, Jin Huan tells him the truth about Shen Meizhuang's condition 
and he grants her the order to have the imperial doctors immediately look after Shimizhuang. I'm actually impressed. The emperor takes it a few steps further. The imperial doctors who aided Huafei in this plot are granted suicide, and Huafei is to be demoted to Pin or concubine, and she is to be stripped of her honorary title of Hua. This is huge. He's ordering this despite the fact that her brother just came back from the front lines. Even the emperor's head eunuch, Su Peisheng, is shocked at this news. So can we get some like bells and whistles over here? Finally, this is some good news for Shen Meizhuang. But the emperor is a suspicious man, and he makes his suspicions known to Jin Huan and asks her point blank if this is her plot to accuse Hua Fei. Jin Huan is thoroughly hurt by this accusation and defiantly tells him no. Let me just praise again Chen Jianbin, the actor for the emperor. His facial expression the entire time is still the same. He says these things, demoting Hua Fei, promote uh, Shen Meizhuang, kill the doctors. No change in voice or tone. He just does a lot of blinking. <laughs> Truly an emperor to be afraid of. I mean, I would not know what he's thinking or feeling at any given point in time. News of Shemijong's reinstatement travels very quickly to her quarters. Everyone is all teary-eyed, but of course, Shemijong is not conscious to hear the news. Somehow, Ali Rong gets wind of the news too and heads over to Shemijong's palace to congratulate her. Of course, she's making this calculated decision that she won't actually be allowed in. Just the gesture is enough. The episode ends with Anling Rong finding out that Liu Ben was caught um, from one of the eunuchs waiting outside. Our good friend Anling Rong is turned away from Shen Meizhuang's palace because obviously Shen Meizhuang is sick. Anling Rong heard the news of Liu Ben's capture and she comes up with a brilliant plan to rub this news into Hua Fei's face. According to Anling Rong's logic, once Hua Fei hears the news, Hua Fei will run to the emperor and beg for forgiveness, which will annoy him even more, resulting in further punishment. Yes, that is what I should do. So Anling Rong decides to tell her maid to run along and tell one of the guards of Huafei's palace. I don't know even how to feel about this. I'm quite mad at her because here we have on display Anling Rong's blatant selfishness and idiocy. She doesn't think that there are other alternatives for Huafei and Anling Rong doesn't realize that Cao Guiyin is probably with Huafei and Cao Guiyin is way smarter than Huafei and Herself, Anling Rong. Anling Rong's idiotic gesture just so happened to give Huafei an easy way out. Let's see how this plays out. Huafei hears about Liu Ben's capture and is indeed frightened, and she immediately starts to give next steps of yes, she should go talk to her brother, pretend to be ill, and she starts ordering the two imperial doctors who were involved in the uh, the fake pregnancy scandal to stay quiet. However, Cao Guiren is with Hua Fei and she provides the best strategy. Give the emperor what he needs most. And what is that? 
a cure for the plague. And once you do that, all will be forgotten. With this advice, Huave rushes to see the emperor the next morning with the two imperial doctors implicated in the fake pregnancy scandal. Jin Huan just so happens to also be there. The edict for Huave's demotion hasn't been given yet, so no one has anything to say as of yet. Huafei presents the cure for the plague, and the two doctors confirm that they've experimented with some eunuchs in the palace, and this actually works. This is absolutely fantastic news, right? The emperor immediately tells the doctors to make more doses of the cure for the rest of the palace. And Hui Guiren, which is Shen Meizhuang's restore title, uh, is also told to be given this medicine. Huafei reacts to the restored title by congratulating Jin Huan too. Then, in a stroke of genius, Huafei begs for forgiveness for any of her past indiscretions. She wants to make sure that the emperor is okay. Well, of course, the emperor can't say anything now. She just found a cure. He can't punish her. He even uses the two words, Ai Fei, which means my loving consort. Uh, when talking about her or talking to her. So it's clear that she is definitely not going to be demoted or punished. Upon singing this, Jin Huan quietly slips away. The head eunuch, Su Pei Sheng, asks if the edict still needs to be delivered, the edict of uh, the demotion. Jin Huan, who is crestfallen, says no, it won't be a demotion, but more like a promotion. Sometime later, the emperor comes to Jin Huan's place to console her. He must look at the bigger picture. Huafei and the imperial doctors have done a great service to the empire. He cannot ignore this. He leaves, leaving Jin Huan utterly disappointed. This is not how she envisioned the end of the case. Yes, Shen Meizhuang has her title restored, but nothing happened to Huafei. The emperor killed the doctor Liu Bin, so there are no more witnesses. All was for naught. Jin Huan is disenchanted with the results, and even more so to the fact that the emperor suspected her of doing this to win favor. I want to return to An Lingrong. Everything would have been in the bag, so to say, but she just had to blab her mouth. Her timely news gave Huafei the time to think of a plan and avoid punishment. And this again is the difference between An Lingrong and Jin Huan. Upon hearing that Huafei delivered a cure, Jin Huan does not bring up the case about Shi Meizhuang at all. There was no point to draw any ire onto herself in the situation. Jin Huan is uh, constantly leveraging the costs and benefits. An Lingrong makes no such calculation. She was so um, naive and dumb to think that Huafei would just let everything happen to her. She didn't think that Huafei would retaliate. Ali Rong is only thinking about self-gratification to see someone else suffer. She doesn't really think about the grand scheme of things, timing, who Huafei is, and what Huafei has done to get to this point in life. Ali Rong just thought that Huafei should suffer some humiliation and. Uh, you know, her little tattletale will be enough to kind of like put her in her place. But what happened? Literally nothing. Ugh, I, I cannot. 
Though, I don't know, maybe I wonder if Anirong knew this was going to happen and wanted this to be more of a punishment for Chunhuan. I guess you could see it that way as well. I don't know. It is pretty suspicious that Huafei was able to find a cure for this plague, for this disease in such a short time. We do get a quick scene with the imperial doctor Wen Shichu, who thinks that something is funny with the cure. We'll get back to this later. By now, things seem to have calmed down with the plague because, of course, a cure has been found. The emperor, Huang Shang, receives a report that Nian Gong Yao's second son. So again, Nian Gong Yao is Hua Fei's brother. So Nian Gong Yao's second son, Nian Fu, vanquished a revolt. Huang Shang heads over to Hua Fei's palace for lunch, and she casually brings up this revolt. And she starts asking the emperor what Nian Fu, so the son's, reward is going to be even requesting uh, quite a high-ranking knighthood for him. And she doesn't stop in her request, even though the emperor has been saying, no, I don't know if it's a good uh, thing to do, to give him at least. The emperor doesn't show it, but he's pissed because Huafei keeps on pestering him for uh, a promotion for Nian Fu. And so the emperor finally agrees. But when he's back in his study, he lashes out to his head eunuch, Su Peisheng. It's because he realizes that someone is sending messages between the imperial harem and the imperial court, which is not acceptable. Otherwise, how would this news travel so fast that Nian Fu or Nian Geng Yao's second son vanquished a revolt? And by the time the emperor headed over to Huafei's palace, she already knew of this. Remember that the imperial harem should not be involved in court affairs. Well, obviously, we know that there is a communication channel between Huafei and her brother. Huafei's entire bribery scam is basically propped up by her messages to her brother. At this point, kind of on a side note, actually, An Lingrong, our best friend, has been summoned to the emperor's study. Jin Huan has been summoned too, but Jin Huan's matters are more serious because Zhao Zhiyuan has accused Jin Huan's father of disobeying the emperor's orders and has bad manners with regards to Nian Geng Yao. If you don't remember who Zhao Zhiyuan is, Zhao Zhiyuan is the guy from the last episode that literally paid his way into favor. So he paid both Huafei and Nian Geng Yao to get reinstated. So ultimately, Zhao Zhiyuan and Nian Geng Yao are on the same team. The emperor needs to thoroughly think this through and dismisses An Lingrong, who has been waiting outside in the cold for a while, while he discusses uh, the situation with Chen Huan, because of course, Chen Huan's father is being implicated here. Chen Huan tries to excuse herself to no avail. Jin Huan tries to excuse herself, but to no avail. And unfortunately, once again, An Lingrong thinks that Jin Huan purposefully made her wait outside, further uh, sowing the seeds of distrust. Ultimately, Huang Sheng, the emperor, decides to demote Jin Huan's father due to his disrespect of Nian Geng Yao. 
Huafei and Cao Guiren are extremely pleased with this news because we find out that Huafei told her brother about this meddlesome Jin Huan and they were coming up with ways to uh, hurt Jin Huan. And so Huafei is very pleased that Zhao Zhiyuan was able to help with this matter very quickly. Anling Rong is preparing to spend the night with the Emperor Huangshan. She has the gall to say, In a way, I'm happy that Jin Huan's father got demoted. I feel closer to her now. We aren't as distant. I can't... Okay, I can't even. She keeps thinking that they're on the same level, like, playing field, but literally everybody does not see that except for her. The Empress and the Emperor have a conversation, and after a suggestion from the Empress, the Emperor decides to summon Jin Huan instead of An Lingrong. Again, An Lingrong thinks Jin Huan purposefully did this. It doesn't help that the pregnant Fu Cha Guiren is right there laughing at her. An Lingrong has this internal monologue. Why do you have to constantly steal from me? Okay, I feel bad. I've been doubling down on An Lingrong this entire time. She's in a bad situation, but oh my gosh, girl, you really need to know sort of like who you are, what you're capable of, and how to actually retaliate in Hogong. We've said this before, fighting against your own like friends is not the way to go. But also again, Huang Ho, the empress, is the one who caused this drama. She is so slick. She's not outright nasty like Huafei or Fu Cha Guiren. She likes to manipulate things into her favor. She purposefully brings up Chen Huan and her father in front of Huang Sheng. She then coaxes him to spend more time with Chen Huan instead of An Lingrong. She even says that they're sisters, so I'm sure An Lingrong won't mind. Huang Sheng, of course, doesn't think any more of this and agrees to spend the night with Jin Huan, even though he had already picked An Lingrong. This was clearly a ploy by the Empress, by Huang Ho. She intentionally is creating misunderstanding between these two in order to get An Lingrong to absolutely hate Jin Huan. I really do think that Huang Ho is a master manipulator and we are seeing just bits and pieces of how she does this manipulating. So I must respect her for being quite genius in how she uh, controls or inceptions thoughts into people's minds. Well, there's a quick scene in which the emperor re- restores Huafei's power in the imperial harem to manage the internal affairs. Jingpin is also promoted to Fei, so she's promoted from concubine to consort, which is great. We like her. This definitely is a reward for taking care of Shimei Zhuang. Um, but again, she's been great, so we'll, we'll give her all of the props that she needs. Hafei's facial expressions, though, are hilarious. She's like super mad that um, Jinping was also promoted. She's like giving her the biggest side eye over there. The episode ends with Jin Huan checking in on Shimei Zhuang. She's recovering, but it looks like she, that she like doesn't care anymore about uh, the rags or riches within Hogong. She doesn't care about her restored titles or any of that pomp and circumstance. There's also this thread throughout the episode um, that Jin Huan feels constantly tired. 
She seems a bit lethargic and overall doesn't have a big appetite. What do you think is happening there? We'll find out soon enough. Now, the interesting item in these two episodes is, of course, the disease that rocks the Imperial Palace. Throughout Chinese history, there have been records of various epidemics. Of course, Chinese traditional medicine was used to treat patients as Western medicine did not really exist. Ai Ye, or Chinese mugwort, funny name, don't you think? Which is a type of plant is frequently discussed in these episodes as something to burn in order to help ward off the disease. This plant is also supposed to help with menstruation and issues with infertility. And we will also see Ai Ye, or this Chinese mugwort, show up in later episodes. This also comes about in other dramas. I think I've seen it uh, pop up here and there as a, uh, an ingredient for medicine and something for more nefarious means. We are not Chinese medicine experts, so we can't really comment too much on the medicine that was used. At least Shen Meizhuang is still alive and a cure was found. So that's something. There are records of a plague um, that occurred during Yongzheng's reign in 1723, um, but there was no uh, definitive record on the actual death toll. Well, that's it for this episode, episode 23 and 24. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you with us in the next episode. If you have any comments or questions, as always, please let us know and reach out to us at chasingdramaspodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, Kathy and I are having a blast discussing this drama. And like I said, every single time I watch, I go through it, I learn so much and I see new things. So I hope you enjoy uh, listening to us ramble on about <laughs> this drama as much as we enjoy rambling on talking about it. Have a great rest of your day.